Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You know I'm right on football. Nick Durst, Joe Calabrese right here on the Chris Landry Football Network. And Joe, it's it's already a crazy Sunday. We got games being canceled, games being postponed, more Titans being tested positive. So why don't you get everybody up to date on what games are going to be played this week? Well, uh, from what we know, uh, the Broncos and the Patriots game, uh, was moved to, to week six on Sunday, right? So that's that's even crazy. Uh, we were talking early in the week on our podcast, so now we'll talk about it here. Obviously, the Titans and the Bills. Uh, and now that there's another positive test, the the punishment for the Titans, uh, that might be a little more severe than it was previously. So, uh, yeah. First and Roger, second round pick, perhaps? getting ripped? Possibly first and second round pick. Uh, yeah, so Roger Goodell, he's got a, a huge, huge mess on his hands. Uh, I honestly, sincerely think this is going to be one of the defining moments uh, of his tenure as commissioner of the NFL, how he continues to handle with this, because obviously we knew that this was eventually going to happen. Uh, you know, unfortunately, there was probably nothing that they could do. But in the case of the Titans, with the workout that they had, uh, that was obviously against league protocol. So, uh, Goodell is going to have to have the hammer, uh, put the hammer down on them. Uh, and as we've seen with the Broncos and the Patriots, uh, more games are getting shuffled left and right. Uh, who knows where the end is here for other players uh, to test positive. So we're just going to have to wait and, and see it out. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, it, there's a very real possibility that these aren't the only games that are going to be eventually moved or postponed or even canceled this season. You know, now we we have all the the stuff in play, right? So now you got the Bills who are going to move to Tuesday, who to play the Titans. That might not happen now. So who knows? Maybe their Thursday game versus the Chiefs is going to be back on, but that's not really fair to the Bills who are probably still preparing and they're going to have one day to prepare for the Chiefs. That does that's not fair, Joe. Uh, no. You got you got the uh, the Jets. They're cleared, uh, and we'll get into the Jets. We got Jacob Charnow from the Hard Car Podcast coming up with us in a few minutes. We're going to talk about the Jets there. Uh, and then you got Patriots players tested positive left and right here. It's just a big, big, big mess. And Breastman wants to know, thanks for the question. We always appreciate our questions here from our loyal listeners and viewers. Will players need to start traveling solo to and from games in order to avoid clusters? I mean, I don't, I don't see how that would really be possible. I think it's probably safer if they're on a team plane and, and spaced out because I don't know how they would possibly – you know, do all these solo private jets and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would assume breast uh, probably would be thinking of traveling. I guess if you're home, you know what I mean? Uh, obviously it's easier to follow that individual uh, protocol when you're home, uh, when you're on the road traveling with the games, obviously you're in clusters with your teammates, with your coaches. Uh, so that's a little bit harder to pull off, but uh, yeah. So I think, what I will say is I think the NFL is going to have to at least reconsider or rethink how they view the travel 
uh, protocols and how they plan that out moving forward. Uh, because undoubtedly, uh, they wanted to get this entire season in. Obviously, they they got into it a few weeks before all this started happening in the world. And the truth is, again, like I said at the top, there's going to be more positive tests. Uh, and a lot of this is to do with travel. A lot of a lot of influence here uh, is coming from yeah. the fact that the, you know these guys are traveling left and right and everywhere. And, yeah. and obviously, they do have fans in the stadiums, right? So. Right. Uh, Interesting question here from Breastman. At the end of the season, will non-playoff implication games that need to be made up be skipped? It's interesting because with the NFL, the thing that is so important in the NFL, more so than other leagues, is the draft. And they got to pick out the draft order. Uh, but if we're getting like Giants uh, and they're like 0-14, uh, and for, for some reason if they, they got to miss the games, but they, uh, you know, they already clinched the number one pick, I think in that scenario you get it skipped. Um, but I think there's it's even if there's non-playoff implications, you're still going to see major draft implications. So they're going to try to have to play them. Yeah, I I, I think it's yeah. very possible that right. some games are actually canceled. And, right. and, and not it's not it's not them. like there's players, there's people in the stands because if there's going to be people in the stands, even if it's week 17, your team is in the tank. You're still getting people in the stadium. You're getting their their food and beverage. People are buying beer and hot dogs. So that they're going to, of course, the owners are pushed to have those games, but it really means absolutely nothing. Um, but the networks are going to fight big on that because even this week, you got Fox is losing Thursday night football. ESPN thought they were gaining another Monday night game. That's canceled. Right. And it's just it, the networks are going to have to really battle it out. Uh, they're going to get a lot of payback next year. Uh, but Jacob's coming up. We're going to talk some games here. But real quick on the the good old regular in and out injury notes. Remember this? They used to used to yeah, be right? a topic of discussion. <laughs> now everyone's like, oh. So Raheem Mostart, he's out. Debo Samuel, he's out. Well, most likely out. They're going to be they're going to be they're listed as questionable, but they're saying both should be good to go. So we'll see. Uh, then we have Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, and Marquise Brown. They are listed as questionable versus the game versus the, Bal- the Bengals. Joe Mixon is listed as questionable with a shin injury. And Julio Jones did not practice this week due to an aggravated hamstring injury. It's considered a pregame decision for Sunday's game versus the Panthers. Falcons don't want to make a final decision until they see him in pregame. Jets, Rashad Perryman is listed as doubtful with an ankle injury. Michael Thomas upgraded to questionable for Monday Night Football against the Chargers. And Sam Darnold, you know he's out. Anthony Costanza is out. Darius Leonard out, Alshon Jeffrey out, Deshaun Jackson, Josh Allen, the defensive end, not the quarterback, is out. Although the Bells might not be playing, so, you know, Josh Allen could be out as well. But right. uh, Larry <laughs> Oven, Joby is out. Greedy Williams, Brian Edwards, Emmanuel Mosley, Kawan Williams, Joe Looney, Ty, Ron Smith, who might be out for the season. Jamal Adams out. And then the Jets, they released Alec Ogletree and Josh Malone. They signed Jimmy Murray. And they activated Mike White, a QB, to the main roster and Lamar Jackson. But the big news is Le'Veon Bell is back after just three weeks. So we need to bring in another Jets fan here because we got to talk. We got to talk some Jets, and we can't have me here, uh, you know, you know, talking badly about the Jets. So let's bring him in here. You just saw him right here on the network, Jacob Trino of Hard Count Football. Jacob, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. You of got course. it. All right. So let's let's get right into it here with this this whole Jets mess. A lot of people thought Adam Gaze yes. was going to be fired, and he was not. And I think he's going to be here for probably most of the season. Uh, again, Joe Douglas is who he hired to be his boss. So we've got to keep an eye on that. But looking at the Jets game here, Le'Veon Bell is back. And this game, they're taking on the Cardinals. Joe and I, even when we were on your show, Fuchs, go, we love the Cardinals. Haven't liked what I saw from them as of late. It's it's really uh, surprising that they they uh, they we lost the last two games. They are favored by seven points. Joe, the the Jets are plus seven, and I got a ride here. This is this is the surprise of the week. I'm going with the Super Bowl MVP, Joe Flacco. And Le'Veon Bell on the Jets to de- with the plus seven. Give me, give me the plus seven in the Jets, and I wouldn't even be shocked if the Jets won the game. They, they got. I don't think they're going. On, I don't think they're going winless. This is a game I think they could beat. Cardinals coming from the West to the East. Remember, they didn't even know if they're going to play this game, so the Cardinals were 
probably waiting to travel and whatnot, that's going to play an impact. So the plus seven, give me the Jets plus seven, without a doubt. Joe will go first. Let me go to Jacob, who's wearing his Jets sweatshirt, and he will take us home on the Jets point. Yeah, it's a pretty nice sweatshirt, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I this is, again, one of those games that they absolutely can win simply because I think having Bell back in the lineup, uh, it gives them a weapon. It gives them a focal point, obviously. Uh, the Cardinals have not looked good the last two weeks. Kyle Murray is really, really good. Uh, the seven is is definitely a lot. Uh, it's definitely a lot. Uh, I think the Jets' defense has also played pretty solid uh, this season, all things considering. I don't think that side of the ball is is particularly, I wouldn't say bad. Uh, are, are they pretty, like, mediocre? Sure. Uh, but they do have pieces on defense there. Quinn Williams has actually played really solid this season. Uh, and obviously Greg Williams is, is still a pretty solid defensive coach. So the seven is, is definitely a lot, uh, but I'm not trusting the jets to win any games this season, especially with Flacco quarterback. I think the, the offense is going to have a, a difficult time moving the football. And I do think the Cardinals are going to score points here. So, uh, I, I would expect this game to be a lot like the, the game against the Broncos last week, where I think the jets will be in the game. I think it'll be a pretty, uh, solid game throughout, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be as high scoring necessarily, uh, but I do think there will be at least points scored in this game. So it'll be at least a passable type of game to watch. Uh, the seven is definitely a lot. So I'm going to I'm going to go with Nick here. I'll actually take the Jets plus seven. Uh, I'm really not sure if they win the game outright, but uh, the seven's a lot. If you get seven and a half, you know, jump on that. Uh, this is a very, very backdoor covered type of scenario. Uh, but I just think Kyler Murray is too good. I think the Cardinals will eventually uh, right the ship here. They'll get back on track a little bit. Uh, and they're going to have to because the NFC West is obviously uh, top to bottom, the best team, uh, the best division in the, the entire NFL. So uh, Jacob's got a sweatshirt on, which I like. Uh, what do you think? What do you think here? Uh, I, uh, I think Sam not playing is going to make a little bit of a difference. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick, I'm afraid to tell you that you're still living in 2012 because Joe Flacco is not what he used to be. Joe Flacco is no longer that Super Bowl MVP quarterback that people remember him. And let's not forget that Adam Gase is still the coach of the New York Jets. And uh, Joe Flacco, forget Le'Veon's back. Joe, uh, Adam Gase doesn't like Le'Veon Bell. And that's it, it's it's beyond me why. I don't know why. He, Le'Veon's in the best shape I think he's ever been in. And apparently he feels better than he ever has. But I guess every player would say that when they're coming back. But Adam Gase wants Joe Flacco handing the ball off to Frank Gore. And that's not going to win. That's not going to win them football games. And uh, watching the Jets the last four weeks has been the most disappointing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And Jody, your point of this defense, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be lined up against Pierre Desir, which is Pierre Desir was burned, I think, eight times last week for a total of like 174 yards against like Jerry Judy and, and Tim Patrick. And I wouldn't be surprised if DeAndre Hopkins found the end zone two times for over 100 yards this game. And the Jets are so awful against mobile quarterbacks that I can't, uh, as a Jets fan, I really can't even see this game being close. I, I have the Cardinals. I have the Cardinals. I have them. Uh, I took the bet earlier in the week. Um, I think it was minus six and a half uh, towards towards the Cardinals. And I hopped right on that one because that was when Darnold wasn't really supposed to be playing and now he's not playing and Sam Darnold has I've heard that Joe Flacco might fit this offense a little bit better than Darnold does but Sam Darnold's just a better quarterback than Joe Flacco is right now we haven't seen Joe Flacco play in what over a year and when he was playing in Denver he really wasn't that good he was he really wasn't that good so I I I, I still I, I have the Cardinals minus seven this game as much as I hate to say it I think the Jets could very well go winless I think they have one of the hardest remaining schedules in the entire NFL, they have, the only winnable games I can see them having for the next couple weeks are they played the Chargers next week. I think that is a winnable game uh, for them once they get healthier from what they are now. And then weeks nine and 11 against the Dolphins, where they play them, they have the Dolphins at nine and then they have a bye and then they have the Dolphins again, or it's like 10 and 12, something like that. But that's it's it's insane. Uh, I, I don't think I, I really do think the Jets are going to go winless this year and get Trevor Lawrence at one. All right, here we go. We got Breastman. Will Joe Flacco have any success against the injured Cardinals secondary? Joe, remember last week we talked about Isaiah uh, Simmons try possibly moving to uh, safety. Um, yeah, I think he's going to have a lot of success. And, uh, Jacob, we actually did see Joe Flacco play last week. Two for two. Looked excellent. <laughs> and it's two class completions. So, uh, I think Joe Flacco is a big upgrade here in the Adam Gaze system at quarterback. 
He does the things that Adam Gaze Watson would do, which is stay in the pocket and hand the ball off or, or get rid of it quickly, whereas Adam Gaze does not like that Sam Darnold runs for 47-yard touchdowns and injures his shoulder. So I think they're going to have a nice conservative game here with Joe Flacco that goes right into Adam Gaze's bread and butter, which is handing the ball off to Frank Gore or maybe Le'Veon Bell here. But, you know, here's the thing you got to keep in mind, Joe. Flacco saw a lot of Le'Veon Bell when the Ravens were playing the Steelers. So he probably knows his value, and he's probably a little nervous here. He's finally getting a start, and if he does well in this start, it could possibly lead to him getting another job next year as a starter somewhere. So he's going to – I think he's going to rely on Le'Veon Bell quite a bit. Uh, we'll see if Gaze puts him on the field, though. He might put Bell out there for, like, 10 plays. Uh, but that's going to be something for me to keep an eye on. I think Flacco is determined. He's going to have a good game. I think, like you said, against the Broncos, they kept it close. I think they're going to keep it close. Uh, Jacob Abruthia on Hopkins probably is going to have a big game. Are the Jets going to be able to contain Kyler Murray? Absolutely not. No, no way. Uh, but Murray did throw some interceptions as of late. So, uh, that's something to keep an eye on. But if anyone wants to uh, take Joe's advice here, you know, head on over to nj.pointsbet.com and enter the promo code, all caps, one word, free cash, and place some bets. So that's that's enough Jets talk, I think, for for, uh, for, for this week. Yeah, but, yeah absolutely. Uh, uh, it's always fun to, to talk about the Jets. All right, so let's move on to another game. And this, this features uh, perhaps – the, the former team of the Jets' next head coach, Bill O'Brien. So the Texans taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'll go last this time. So we'll start with Joe. Joe, what do you what do you what are you thinking here on this spread is five and a half? So obviously Bill O'Brien got canned. Uh, I think this is the type of game where the Texans are going to come out motivated. Uh this, I think, is going to be a, a more simpler matchup for the Texans. They've had a really, really difficult schedule to start the season, a really hard schedule. Uh, and obviously that played into a factor in their own fourth start and obviously the firing of Bill O'Brien. Um, but uh, I don't think the Jaguars are particularly good, although I do think that Gardner Minshew uh, definitely has some moxie, uh, definitely can make some really solid throws. Uh, and they have talent on uh, with the, their wide receivers there. Obviously, DJ Chark is, is, is fairly good. Uh, their offense is good enough to keep them in games. Uh, so last week, we kind of saw them play that, that toss-up game against the Bengals. Uh, Nick took the Jaguars last week. I took the Bengals. I took my guy, Joe Burrow. Uh, and I think this week uh, is going to be fairly similar. I think this is going to be a, a really close scoring game. Uh, but I think ultimately... Uh, again, the Texans are not going to, they're not going to go like one and 15. They're not going to go two and 14. Uh, despite everything that, that happened to start the season, uh, they do have a bunch of talent and uh, there. And obviously they do have talent on the offensive side. Uh, and Deshaun Watson is good in a couple of wins on his own. So uh divisional matchup, uh, I think they're going to, they're going to come out ready to go, ready to fly. Uh, the line here is, I believe five and a half, according to what we're seeing here on uh points bet. So uh, I'm going to lay the points. I'm going to lay the points. I think Watson's going to have a huge game. I think he's going to have to have a prove, uh, you know, a prove it out there type of game. Uh, like I said, the Jaguars are pesky. They'll stay in the game. Uh, but I think uh, the Texans will be motivated uh, to, to, to come out and have a strong effort, especially after firing their head coach. Uh, so give me the Texans. You know, I'll lay the points. I think Watson has a really, really huge day. Uh, if you're looking to set your lineups in DFS, uh, I think one of the t- the top two options or three options on the board this week uh, is Deshaun Watson. I think he's his floor is relatively high uh, and it's relatively safe. And I think the the the, the potential for more uh, to have game breaking type of of a game is, is big. So uh, you know, let's, let's let's Jacob. What do you think about yeah. that? You agree, Jacob? I'll let you answer this question along with your answer. For who you think is going to win. Bressman wants to know, will James Robinson the Jaguars have a big game against the NFL's worst run defense in the Houston Texans? Uh, so uh, I like that. I like the Jaguars plus five and a half in this game. I think, yes, Romeo Cornell is the new, he's the interim head coach. He knows, the, he, he, he knows all these players. He knows the system and the players like him, but firing Bill O'Brien doesn't make up for the lack of weapons that Deshaun Watson still has. And I love Deshaun Watson. 
Like uh, I think he's easily one of the most talented players that I've ever seen play the game. Uh, you, we see him do things that a lot of other quarterbacks can't do, but they has no weapons and they don't have a great defense. So I can't, I, I think it's going to be a close game, but I do think the Texans pull this one out. I just, I like, I like the Jaguars plus five and a half. And to answer that question, I do think James Robinson is going to, I think he's been one of the most surprising rookies that I've seen come out and be fantastic so far, especially in terms of fantasy. Um, he's, he, he's going to have another big game, expect him to have consistently big games every single week for the rest of the season, because he's really just that good. And he's utilized so well in this Jaguars offense. Yeah, you see it basically every year that there's a running back who is not highly touted and having gone to a big school, he went to Illinois state and he was not, you know, like a super early pick. And of course he comes in and, and well, he wasn't even picked actually. He was an undrafted free agent. So you see every year and there's, there are always impact players in fantasy that are unknown prior to the season. Uh, Joe, uh, I'm also going to be with Jacob on this one. Jaguars plus five and a half. I think they're going to cover with Minshew Mania. But I got the Texans winning. Romeo Cornell, he's got his guys ready to go. J.J. Watt, who had a big argument with Bill O'Brien, is going to be leading that, leading the team. They're going to be fired up. They're going to get their first win. And like you said, they are not as bad as an 0-4 team. They, they had the hardest schedule I've ever seen to start a season with the Chiefs. <laughs> The Ravens, the, St- the Steelers, and the 0-3 Vikings, who they were they were desperate for a win, too. So just a matter of uh, bad timing there. Uh, I do have some news here on the scheduling front real quick before we move on to the next game. It's crazy stuff. So the plan here for schedules now is assuming the Titans can play this week, which we don't know. The Broncos and Patriots are going to play next Sunday, week eight which was supposed to be the Denver bye, they're going to now play the Chargers. And then week 11, which was supposed to be the Dolphins bye, the Dolphins are going to play the Broncos. So okay. uh, this is just absolutely crazy. Uh, and, you know, with the Patriots, other than one positive test, all Patriots, uh, people who were tested this morning were negative, And it just, you know, they got to, they got to just try to contain this because, they're not going to stop it, but if they could contain it and isolate it. But now, all because of the Titans, the whole league is being impacted, really, which is just crazy to think. But yeah. let's get back to talking some fun stuff, which is the games. And, you know, the, the Chiefs, they they had their big win against the uh, – that, that, their big win against the Patriots. So they're, they're looking to, uh, you know, continue their winning ways here, taking on – the Las Vegas Raiders, and you got the Raiders are getting ten and a half, which I think is a, a big number because I've I've been impressed with the way the Raiders are playing, especially under John Gruden. Uh, we've said it before in our show, Joe. Raiders could be a sneaky nine and seven playoff team this year, but either way, the, the Raiders they're going in the right direction. The, the fans of Vegas are loving them despite not being in the stadium. They're getting a lot of support that they found their home. Unlike the last few years where they were like, okay, we're in Oakland, but we're going to be kicked out of here. Uh, Jacob, obviously the the Chiefs, they're looking great. You got Mahomes, you got just so many offensive weapons. But how do you how do you see this game playing out? I'm sure most of us are going to pick the, the Chiefs to win, but do you think it's going to be a close game? Uh, no, I don't. I think that this game is going to be is going to get out of hand very quickly. Uh, the Chiefs have so many weapons. They've they're the, the Raiders are so inconsistent that playing a team like the Chiefs is going to be very hard for them uh, in Arrowhead with fans. And uh, something I want to talk about is the fan is is this fan thing because I think it does. I, like I I would love to be at NFL games right now. I think everybody would love to be at their team's games, but it's it, it presents I feel like an, a, a relatively unfair advantage to to the home team does it not like how do you guys feel about that because that's that's something i've been thinking about i mean look at it having fans is great i mean the wwe has done they've done all right with fans so far i mean the virtual fans are it's pretty cool to look at uh it's it's whatever obviously they're trying to pack wrestlemania so that's whatever i don't i have my own thoughts on that with with vince mcmahon and all his ways but that's uh, having fans it presents i feel like an unfair advantage to teams that some of them can't have fans the jets and the giants both get both can't have fans at home which i think is good and i don't i don't think anybody really cares if they can't watch their team get blown up by 30 every week but that's it seems like the chiefs who already are so good and you know arrowhead fans 
present such a uh, an advantage towards the Chiefs. I mean, they're so loud. I mean, even at what, however, what, whatever capacity, they're still so much louder than whatever. And I don't know. So, are they playing the the, the fan noise? I still don't know. Are they playing fan noise into the stadium? So, can the players hear it, or is it just on the broadcast on the TV? Yeah, no, they uh, for for the stadium purposes, uh, all the in-game music, all the in-game sounds that you hear usually on like you know first down or or like whatever they play on third down. Uh, are they pipe hyping in the noise a little bit? I believe so in some places. I don't think they're doing it in all the places. Obviously, we hear all this on the broadcasts. Uh, obviously, they've done the, the the best job that they absolutely possibly can to try to at least mimic uh, the atmosphere of a right. game. Obviously, it's not entirely the same, uh, but you're entirely right, and I believe. Forgot the exact percentage, uh, but Arrowhead Stadium, the the total capacity of the stadium is, is just over 70,000. I think it's between like 70 and 75,000. So uh, with fans in the stadium, I believe it's like between 15 and 17,000. Uh, so obviously that's kind of like, you know, less, a little less than a quarter, uh, you know, of total capacity, you know, somewhere, somewhere close along the lines of like 18 to 20%. Um, but yeah, so obviously, you know, especially in Kansas City, when they're known for their crowd noise, obviously they're bringing it. Uh, uh, we love the, the, the WWE reference, uh, you know, obviously with the Thunderdome, what they were doing, obviously they ended up getting creative. It's a little harder to do for NFL stadiums. Obviously right, they right. don't have the, the luxury of, of being able to build, uh, the Thunderdome type of, of, of atmosphere and structure, uh, you know, in, in an outdoor stadium, as opposed to what the WWE did, uh, turning the Amway center into the, the, the Thunderdome, you know, an actual arena, uh, in terms of giving it teams an advantage, uh, I mean, I, I would say so, you know, I, obviously, you know, anytime you have a home game and you have more people, you know, supporting you, obviously it gives you some type of little bit of a mental edge, a little bit of an emo- emotional edge, you know, that's just the way it is. Uh, you know, unfortunately this, this year there, there's only so much that, you know, some of these teams can in the, uh, the, the stadium operatives can only do, uh, different States have different protocols. You know, obviously Kansas city is, is more in a location that's a little more laxed, Obviously, they're in more of uh, they're in flyover country uh, as opposed to what we, we were seeing on the coastlines, right? Obviously, the, the metro areas here in the Northeast uh, are still kind of under a little bit of a of a not so much a strict shutdown anymore, but obviously, uh, there were not you know having people gather. They're still limiting people. Uh, they're doing the same thing in, in most places on the West Coast, California, you know, all the way up on to, up until Seattle. Uh, you know, Seattle's another place where we see the the, the fan, the crowd noise register. Uh, you know, on seismic proportions, and and obviously that the the twelfth man gives Seattle such a huge edge, and and they played a, a prime time game in week two against the Patriots, and not having fans in the stands, obviously you saw it on the TV. Uh, there definitely was definitely some type of edge taken off the Seahawks that they usually have, right? So you know, it's fair to say that the teams that do end up having fans in the stadiums, which includes like Kansas City and teams in Florida, like Miami and Tampa Bay. Uh, there's definitely a distinct advantage there, you know, especially and in this Florida, kind of environment. Florida basically said, go ahead. Yeah. The, the stadium. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think WrestleMania definitely is going to be back at Tampa Bay next year because there's no restrictions there. Sorry, SoFi, you're going to have to wait another year. But yeah. I think you saw Florida Gators. They were like, let's, we want, we want a full stadium. But uh, maybe we'll see what happens with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers there. Uh, so Jacob's got this as a blowout. Joe. You got this yeah. game being close enough. I wanna, I wanna say it's gonna be a close game, but I just think Kansas City is so freaking good. Yeah. I think can I think Kansas City is going to go up by two scores by the time the end of the second quarter, the beginning of the third quarter rolls around, and I just think they're gonna roll to a win. Uh, I like Derek Carr as a quarterback, but the problem with Derek Carr is I don't think he he's really the type of guy who could play in these type of shootout games. Uh, and I think this game is going to be a shootout. I think Mahomes is going to have a huge day. I think he's going to throw for at least three or four touchdowns. And I think in order for the Raiders to really win this game, Carr has to outplay Mahomes. I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Brustman wants to know, will Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs have any success against the Chiefs defense that gets back with Sean Breland from suspension? I think so. I, I don't see why not. Josh Jacobs has been great this year. He's he's emerging as one of the top running backs this season. Derek Carr, uh, he's been he's been good. Or decent. I still think ultimately Marcus Mariota is going to be the quarterback for our John Gruden and the Raiders, but I don't think that's going to. Happen. I don't think he's getting pulled. I think maybe he gets injured at some point and they just stick with Mariota. But I'm going to definitely take the points here, Joe and Jacob. Uh, ten and a half. 
big number. I, I, I like what I've seen enough from the Raiders to think that they can keep this to within a 10-point game. Not necessarily going to be close, but I could see them you know, kicking a field goal at the end or uh, a late touchdown just to, to keep it in there. Uh, the over-under yeah. in this game is 54. Uh, I think it's going to be right around, right around there. Uh, the Chiefs' defense has looked solid at points. At other times, it hasn't looked that great. But I think what is going to impact this game is the Raiders probably took a lot at the, the Chargers game plan a few weeks ago, and they are going to try to mimic that. And also, the, the Patriots game, despite the fact that they had Hoyer, who's the worst quarterback in the league in, in there, it was pretty close until a certain point, until Hoyer just Hoyered it out. Uh, so I think, I think the game can be close, but I'm going to, of course, go with both of you and uh, pick the Chiefs. Jacob, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much yes. for coming on. Uh, you know, what we always do in our, when we have guests is we give our guests the last word. So up to you. Talk about any game, anything you want. And then, of course, Ooh. let everybody know where to, where to find you on social media and your show. Okay, so my bold prediction. I'll, I'll talk about this game. Let's. I know you guys will get into it later. Uh, I think I'm going to take the Vikings plus seven against the Seahawks. Um, I think that that's, that's my kind of my bet of the week. But uh, yeah, you can check out Hard Count Football Podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, and then the Hard Count Football Podcast live Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern, right before this show. Uh, it's uh, for the next uh, next week is my last show with the Landry Football Network, unfortunately. But um, I will. But after that, you could check out uh, check it out on the YouTube channel, 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, and after next week, um, the show the showtime is moving from 10 a.m. to Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Hard Count Football YouTube channel. So make your adjustments accordingly if you want to watch that. But yeah, I love, I love coming on the show. Uh, love having yeah. you guys on. Thank you so much. Uh, you can come the, back on yeah. anytime you want. Yeah, yeah and then, sure. And if, you know, if they continue this Tuesday night football stuff, we can maybe see Jacob doing some pregame or a live live stuff on his YouTube channel. But check yeah, him for out. Sure. For sure. All right, Jacob, thank you so much. Thank you. So there it was Jacob Charno hey, from Hard Count Football. All right, Joe, moving back on here again. NJ. Pointsbet.com enter the promo code free cash, all caps, one word to make yourself some money. All right, we got a few games here. We'll run through them. We got the Panthers and the Falcons, and this is a very close line here. Falcons minus two. Eventually, you think the Falcons are going to just hold on to a defensive lead. Last week, I said, Oh, I don't think the Panthers could, could cover. Uh, without McCaffrey, well, why was I wrong? So I can't, bet, <laughs> I can't, I can't bet against the Panthers this week. So Panthers right. plus two, I'll take them. Falcons, Quinn's on the hot seat. I haven't seen anything that makes me believe that I should be picking the Falcons or anything. Yeah. So uh, breaking news literally just came in a few minutes ago. Julio Jones is going to be inactive for this game. So the Falcons will not have a huge right. weapon in the lineup. Uh, the over-under is 53 and a half. That said, even though Jones is not playing, uh, I still like this game to go over. I think this is just going to be a game where the defenses are just non-existent. I think both of these teams are going to go literally right up and down the field and score at will. Uh, I think this is going to resemble kind of a college game. Uh, and you're right. So the Falcons are definitely uh, – uh, they're very bad. <laughs> the The head coach remains on the hot seat. Uh, I think if they lose this game, then he he's toast. He's absolutely done. But uh, but yeah, I mean the line is very close. Uh, the Falcons um, we we're seeing minus two. Uh, I think that will have. I think that will probably at least move a little bit uh, in the right. next hour and a half. Before if you get the game that, starts. if you can get that plus two right now, go ahead and take it because I think it's going to get. It's probably going to be maybe one point or an even even. Uh, bet there real quick Bressman has a question for you Joe for fantasy has Mike Davis been a decent replacement for Christian McCaffrey as he earned a flex play this week yeah I think he's gonna be I don't think he's gonna be a flex guy this week. I think he's gonna be like a, a running back two kind of guy uh, I think he's gonna have a, a very big week uh, so the Falcons are just entirely in a tailspin uh, Tulio Jones is not playing now granted the, the Falcons do have really good you know players around Matt Ryan Todd Gurley's been solid Hayden Harris is solid and Calvin Ridley is solid. But again, total tailspin. Defense has just not been good to see this year. And even if the Falcons have gone out and taken leads and gone up by two, three scores, they haven't been able to hold them in any of these games, right? Uh, I think Teddy Bridgewater, 
uh, is going to be uh, he's going to make a significant difference in this game because I think he's going to keep the Panthers in this game. I think the Panthers are even without McCaffrey, they still have tons of weapons on the outside. DJ Moore is good. Curtis Samuel is good. Robbie Anderson, who I I never really had high hopes for as a Jet. I always thought he was kind of like a three receiver at best, maybe a two at best. Uh, he's had a really nice season so far, so I will say that. Uh, I believe the Panthers are just going to win this game outright. Uh, they're plus 110 on the money line. I think that's tremendous value. Give me Carolina to win this game. Uh, Matt Rule goes to 3-2 and two as a head coach. Uh, the Panthers making moves, kind of staying it in the NFC South. Uh, and I think the Falcons go to 0-5 and, and, and their tailspin continues. Uh, very possible Dan Quinn gets fired tomorrow. Very, very likely. Uh, if Julio Jones was play, playing in this game, I think that might have been enough to to, to to push the edge to Atlanta. But obviously, so his Julio's out. Missing. So yeah. obviously, Calvin Ridley is the top target there. Does he have the potential to lead the league in receiving yards? Uh, well, if he, has, uh, if he has but, more weeks than he had last week, then no. But right. uh, yeah, he put I, up, I think uh, Stefan Diggs is, would still be my pick or DeAndre Hopkins at this point. Yeah, the Hopkins is just simply going to get the volume. Uh, but I think Calvin Ridley, after, come, uh, after his game last week where he, he did absolutely nothing, uh, he's gonna have a huge game this week. He's another guy. If you want, if you want a DFS guy, Calvin Ridley. You know, he you can probably get him. He has your your two or three wide receiver. Probably get him at a good price. Plug him in your lineup. Next game here, you got the Bengals going to take on the Ravens. Eleven and a half. That's a huge line coming off it the is Bengals. A huge big, line. The Bengals big win, and I mean the Bengals have been in every game. So how right. do you not? How do you not take the points here with the Bengals? Eleven and a half. That's what I'm doing. I like like what I saw last week. Uh, and the Ravens, they haven't really, uh, you know, they blew some guy people out early in the season, but I think 11 and a half is a big line. Uh, over under is 49 here. I'm definitely going to, to take the, the Bengals with the 11 and a half. See, I think this is a trench game. Uh, the Bengals have been in every game and I obviously really, really like Joe Burrow as a quarterback. Uh, I love him. You know, I think he's unbelievable. Uh, I think once they actually put an offensive line around him, I think he's going to be really special. Who's uh, the best Joe? The best Joe quarterback <laughs> starting this weekend? Oh, uh, it's not Flacco. I know that's what you're what you're getting at. Uh, it's definitely definitely Joe Farrow. Uh, but again, this is uh, an interdivisional game. The the, the Ravens, uh, I think, are are much stronger on both sides of the ball, especially in the trenches. And there are a lot of guys who showed up on the injury report this week, but. Uh, it always seems like the Ravens are one of those really super cautious organiza- organizations that always list all these guys, uh, and they always seem to have just kind of like you know smaller to to moderate type of injuries, you know, type of designations that don't really really heavily uh, impact the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, uh, I see this line at, at twelve now. You know, now that I'm looking down at the the the, the points bet site. Uh, and you could use our promo code free cash. You know, if you visit nj.pointsbet.com, it's on the ticker below. Uh, so the Ravens, I think this is going to be a relatively easy win for them uh, because, again, the Bengals' offensive line is atrocious. I think the Ravens will be able to get into the, the backfield the whole day. Uh, I think Burrow is going to be scrambling. Uh, he's going to get sacked a couple of times. Uh, I think the Ravens' defense comes out to show. I think this is going to be like a 27 10 kind of game. I just think it's going to be, you know, super one sided, not really that high scoring. Uh, give me the Ravens. Let me lay the points. Um, uh, like I said, I like I like Joe Burrow a lot, and you know the past the first couple of weeks of the season, I have taken the Bengals a couple of times. Uh, I, and I took them last week against the Jaguars. I took them uh, week one or two or so. I took them against the Eagles, right? So I have been you know a fan of what the Bengals are doing. But again, when you don't have an offensive line and you don't have enough talent on defense to be able to stop what the Ravens do. It's just going to be really super hard for them to stay in the game. So give me Russ the Ravens. Russ wants to know about Burrow going against his former LSU teammate, Ravens linebacker Patrick Queen. I think Joe Burrow is going to prevail. Uh, unfortunately, LSU is not prevailing this season, Joe. They are. Yeah, they haven't been good. Without their, their talent. They and lost. They were honestly one of the most talented teams to ever win the national championship. They Sorry. had about five right or six with, guys right in defense. Right up there with Vince Young's Texas Longhorns. Yeah, they have guys on defense who are going to be starters in the NFL for five to ten years. Obviously, I think Joe Burrow is going to be a true franchise quarterback like most people do. Uh, and obviously, the weapons that they had on, on on offense, Justin Jefferson, you see him the last couple of weeks. He's having a tremendous time uh, as a rookie in, in Minnesota. Uh, and Jamar Chase, uh, 
just an immensely talented team. When you lose that much talent, it's hard to to, to go back, you know, from to the the, the year to year. The only the only the only programs that we really see that that consistently have Clemson. all that talent is Clemson, Alabama, and maybe you could throw Ohio State in there. You know, yeah. other than that, oh, besides those three schools, you know, if these if these teams get lucky and they get super talented class and then they're able right. to, to win a championship, obviously the next year is, is, is all, such a All I got to say about college football moving forward is watch out for Mac Brown and the North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yep. That's going to be good, good to watch. There. All right. The the lines are just, I think everything is changing here. Yeah. The Bengals now plus 12. So I'll still t- I'll take the plus 12. Now, next game is the first game. I'm going to pick the favorites here all day. You got the Rams taking on the Washington football team. They finally benched Dwayne Haskins, but they are not playing Alex Smith. I think Alex Smith's time is coming, but give me the Rams minus seven here. Uh, I don't know how close this game is going to be. Maybe it's like a 10 to 13 point game, but I like the Rams to win here. And the Rams are looking good so far this season. And Washington still has has a lot of difficulties as far as their roster is concerned. But hey, they're still hanging in there in the NFC East. Yeah. Uh, so Kyle Allen's going to start for the Washington football team, uh, and I don't think that's much of a, an upgrade on what they had with Haskins. Uh, the truth of the matter is that you'll just you're never going to be able to know what Haskins is just because they're not really too talented. Obviously, they traded Trent Williams in the offseason to San Francisco. So they lost their best offensive lineman and one of their franchise left tackle guys. Uh, but again, there's no, there's no really truthfully way to evaluate this game. Uh, I like the Rams too. I like laying the seven. My only concern here with the Rams is that they have had to travel coast to coast a bit, uh, a few times over the course mm-hmm. of the first couple of weeks of the season. And a lot of people don't necessarily think that's a factor, uh, but the truth of the matter, it is, you know, when you travel, uh, you know, especially away from California, uh, two or three times to start the season. Uh, so they were in a similar spot a couple of weeks ago when they played the Eagles, uh, and, and both of us liked the Rams in that spot. And obviously they ended up just winning that game outright. Um, right. it was kind of a little bit of a game and then the Rams, you know, pulled away and then they ended up winning. Uh, I think you're going to be some, you're going to see something very, very similar here. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so Chase Young is is playing for Washington. So uh, defensively, again, you know, like we always say, they're just solid on defense. They're well coached. They have talent. Uh, they have enough defense uh, to keep them in the game for a bit. But I think by the time the second half rolls around, uh, you're going to see the Rams' offense pull away. Uh, obviously, anytime Sean McVay coaches against his former organization, uh, anytime a coach coaches against his former team, they always get up for the game. So I think McVay is going to have a strong game plan. I think Jared Goff is going to have a really good game. The seven is – it's a bit steep. It's a little steep. I would have felt more comfortable if it was like five and a half, six, six and a half. Uh, but I'm okay with laying the seven like you. I think the Rams are going to win this game. All right. If Kyle Allen struggles with Alex Smith be brought in, I don't think he's going to be pulled from the game this week. But uh, maybe he's, next week. But Alex definitely week time seven. Is definitely coming. Week seven, Alex Smith's going to start. And the Washington football team is going to win the NFC East with Alex Smith. No doubt about it. Uh, I I haven't seen any other team in the NFC East that looks that great. So give me Alex Smith. Uh, All the guy's ever done is win. Not a championship, but he always wins his his division. So Alex Smith's time is coming. If not next week, definitely by week seven, Alex Smith will be the starter for the Washington football team. You mentioned them before. The Eagles are going to take on the Steelers. And the Steelers, Steelers... are the seven and a half point favorites? Give me the Steelers with this minus seven and a half. Uh, yeah. There's just no way that the the Eagles are going to be able to handle the Steelers' offense and especially their defense. So maybe you see a little uh, Jalen Hurts action this week if uh, if Carson very Wentz very possible. Hurt. I think I think so. So let's 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 say that last week when the Eagles played the 49ers on Sunday Night Football. Uh, they were obviously men down at a bunch of skill position players and the, the 49ers defense, even with all those injuries is still really good. So the fact that they were able to win that game, uh, again, you could, you could say on the road, I don't, you know, is it a true, you know, home road situation without fans in the stadium? I don't really know, but they did win that game in San Francisco. Uh, so they're coming all the way back here. They're all coming all the way back home against the Steelers, uh, 
Wentz has kind of had, you know, turnover issues. And I think that's the difference in this game. I think the Steelers defense is going to be able to force Carson Wentz into at least one, if not two or three turnovers. Uh, and anytime a guy like that turns the, he, or is having an issue turning the football over, you know, I want to grab the, the team on the other side. Right. So uh, thankfully this line's not really higher. You know, I thought this was going to be more of like a nine, nine and a half, 10 line. I think a lot of people, uh, we're, we're expecting that and the fact that it's at seven and seven and a half what we're seeing on points bet. And again, down the bottom, we got the promo code. You got the website. You can go check it out. Uh, so yeah, I think the Steelers defense is going to have a really terrific day. I think Carson Wentz is going to struggle. Uh, I think that the, the entire Eagles offense is going to struggle against that Steelers defense, being able to move the football. Uh, give me the Steelers. I'm going to lay the points. I think this is going to be a two score game either way. I think Ben is going to have a, a huge day. Uh, he had a, a really nice start to the season the last couple of weeks. He's kind of just been, you know, not really good, not really bad. Just kind of this, Steel- week, I, this week, I think he has a big game. Steelers got to be one of the, one of the, uh, the favorites here to at least reach, reach the, the conference championship game. First yeah. thing, will the fans in Heinz field today be for the first time this season help the Steelers? Yes, well, the fact that anyway, it can't, it can't hurt them. It can't hurt them. You're going to be seeing that, that, that terrible towel being waved. That's for sure. Yep. Uh, I was just literally going to mention that I saw the, the the question pop up, so I kind of waited to put the kind of waited for you to put that on the screen. Uh, yeah, the fans in this game are going to make a tremendous difference. Obviously, the Steelers are they are in terms of fan bases that travel, uh, they're one of the two or three best in the NFL. Besides, like the Patriots, the Cowboys, and the Packers, obviously are all up there too. Uh, so yeah, the fans are definitely going to make a difference in this game. Uh, I think the fans are definitely going to play a role, especially when the Eagles are have the ball and they're on offense. Now that's going to play a huge role. So give me the Steelers. We're going to lay All the right, points. Next game, we both agree. Next game, we go to the four o'clock games. Here we got five games left to get through here uh, for the weekend. We got the Miami Dolphins taking on the San Francisco 49ers. and the Dolphins are going eight and a half. I like the Dolphins in this game, eight and a half. Uh, again, you never know what you're going to see with Fitzpatrick, but he'll be in there at this game. Two is not coming in, that's for sure. And the 49ers, they should have beat the Eagles. They they could have. I mean, Beathard let them down there. I don't know what they were doing with that Robbie Gold, like, uh, onside punt. That looked, like, really weird. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I, like I said before the season, I said, I don't think the 49ers are a playoff team this year. Uh, they should have beat they should have beat the Eagles, but I don't think they're making the playoffs still. So, give me the Dolphins here, eight and a half. And I, I, I think I like the Dolphins to win this game outright as well. Woo! That's interesting. Um, I think the 49ers are going to win this game. Uh, I think last week's game was winnable. Definitely could have won that game. Uh, Obviously, the 49ers having some of their offensive guys healthy again makes a huge difference. Uh, I think this is going to be a gigantic kiddo game. I think he's going to have like a a monster, monster game. I I could see him hitting 150 yards receiving in this game. That's that's how much I like the matchup for him. Um, The over-under here is a little high. It's 50 and a half. you know, do you really, really want to, to to count on the Dolphins scoring into the, like the high twenties and thirties to to no. win this bet? I don't know. No. Uh, I think this game's going to stay under because I think the 49ers will be able to force a couple turnovers. Uh, and again, like I said, the 49ers, uh, like I've said this on previous shows, uh, they just run, 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 run. I think right. the 49ers will grab an early lead, ten nothing, you know, fourteen three, whatever. Uh, and I think they're just going to run the ball down Miami's throw for the remainder of the game and try to eat as much clock as they possibly can. Uh, again, I can't see this game getting into real shootout territory. Uh, I think the eight and a half is definitely a juicy number. So I'm going to grab the eight and a half like you. There you go. Uh, it feels like the line is a little too high. But that said, I think the 49ers will win the game. Breastman, will we see two come for the Dolphins before the end of the season? Very Absolutely. Very possible. No, no, no. He's not. He's not coming on the road in, in San Francisco. Uh, I don't think he's going to come in mid-game. I think they're gonna, they would just start him. Uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen right now. But we'll we'll see too. All right, a few more games here. Run out of time, so we'll get right to it. The Colts taking on the Browns, who for the first time in like 17 years are two games over 500. The Browns are actually favored here, minus one. Minus one. And Joe, who called that Browns offensive explosion and you Odell did. Beckham Jr.'s big game last week? You specifically called Odell Beckham's huge game. Uh, yeah, listen, you know, you're right. What's the name you know, of the show? You know, you know I'm right. Of 
Is this this is this is a game I'm staying away from. I uh, I would stay away from. But I have purpose, no read on this game whatsoever. for the purposes of this None. show. Give me the Colts plus one. Uh, I just I think I I just I have no re- rhyme or reason here. I think both teams are good. We said it before in our season preview. The Browns are going to be better this year with a competent head coach. Uh, but I think maybe the Browns coming off that huge win versus the Cowboys have a little bit of a letdown. So give me the Colts plus one. I think this game is probably the biggest game the Cleveland Browns have played. I honestly think in at least maybe 15 to 20 years, because if I think if they win this game, cause I, we both think the Colts are good, right? Yep. If they win this game, I think the momentum from this win will be able to launch them and vault them into like an actual playoff spot or position. If they lose this game, then it's kind of more of the same, you know. Are they kind of like a five hundred team? Are they they're gonna break through, right? right? To me, if they want to take the next step, right. and if we think they're good, they win this game. Right. So the thing with the thing, the, the main reason that probably lead towards the Colts is like, like I said, coming off the big Cowboys win. But Browns are probably looking ahead because next week they're playing the Steelers, and that's a huge game for them. Right. Uh, I think Cleveland is going to win this game. I'm gonna go the opposite way you do. Uh, I still think that they have enough. I think Baker's look really solid the past couple of weeks. Uh, Odell is finally starting to look like the guy who many Giants fans got to see for the first couple of years of his career. Uh, despite Nick Chubb being out, I think Kareem Hunt is going to have a, a great a great game. Uh, yep, there you go. Thanks, Press Man. Again, leading us right into to points we're about to make. Uh, I think Kareem Hunt is very good. Obviously, the Browns are, are one of those weird teams. They have two starting capable running backs. You know, Nick Chubb's a 1A. Kareem Hunt on most of the teams is would be a 1A type of guy. So give me the Browns. Let's do it. I can't believe I'm about to do that, but let's go. Browns right. win the game. Yep. All righty, man. There you go. All right. And then we got the game of the week that at least some people are calling it Fox executives, but not really. And you got the, the terrible New York Giants taking on the terrible Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. And Dallas... And it's it's a big line, seven and a half, with the Giants uh, as the underdogs. Joe, I don't know where I'm leaning, so let's hear you talk about this one first, and then maybe I could uh, pick your brain for some wisdom here on where, where I should lean my bet. Yeah, uh, I uh, listen. The first the, the first couple of weeks, I, I, I say it to you: the Giants' defense has played well. They played well enough. They've done their job to win these games. Obviously, it's on the offense, right? Um. The Jason Garrett factor here is, I think, what's ultimately going to push me to lay in the points with the Cowboys because I think the Dallas wants to stick it to them. That's that's what I really think. I think just they're going to be so emotionally fired up and emotionally charged here. And again, the, the, even though they're what they're one and three, um, the NFC East, the, the winner of this division is probably going to be seven and nine. <laughs> that's me. Then that might be generous. The winner of this division probably could easily be six and ten too. So. I think Dallas is just going to want to stick it to Jason Garrett. I think they're going to ha- be very, very up for this game. Uh, the point I made before about Deshaun Watson applies tenfold to Dak Prescott. Uh, I think Prescott. I think Dak's going to have a huge game here. Uh, so yeah, give me the doubt. Da- give me the Cowboys. Give me the points. I'm laying the points here. Uh, you going, 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 going over or under with uh, fifty two? Uh See, the, the, the Giants haven't really scored much, so how could I go over when I haven't seen anything that that show, that tells me the Giants could score 20 points? So, so. It's, a big, it's a big game, though, because if the Giants win, they, they go to 1-4. and four. We mostly we, – we're thinking that the, the Washington football team loses this week, so they could jump into second place if the, right. Eagles, if the Eagles win or lose. The Eagles got that tie, so that's going to keep them in first regardless uh, of this uh, – of, of, of if they lose there and the Giants win. So – uh, I don't know. I mean, like you said, the Giants defense is good, but the Cowboys offense has looked good too. Uh, and I haven't seen anything I like out of the Giants offense this year. So uh, I think it's going to be a close game. And I think it's going to come down to Daniel Jones with another key turnover at the end. So I do think that we're going to have to go at the Cowboys here, unfortunately, minus seven and a half. Yeah. Just because Daniel Jones, the stage is too big for him, and they need yeah. to get rid of, they need to move on from him if they can get Trevor Lawrence, get him. And another report out is that 
Uh, NFL executives doubt that the Jets could currently be able to get a first round pick back for Sam Darnold uh, if they tried to trade him. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's what I said. I think I think if if they ultimately end up trading him, it's going to be something like a second and like a conditional fourth or a conditional third round pick or something like that, which I think is fair. Uh, you know, obviously he shows flashes of talent. Uh, the situation is not really great around him. Obviously, teams don't want to spend the first round pick. Uh, you know, that's still too risky. But I think a second and a fourth or a second and a third, that's kind of like value-wise, it's, that's right there in the ballpark. All right, so last two games we can go over right now because obviously Patriots, they're gone off the board with the Broncos. And we don't know that the deal is going to be with the Bills and the Titans. Now it's looking like they're probably not going to play again, which is not good for my guy, Josh Allen, who was looking for yep. the MVP. Yep. Uh, so you got you to just stick with uh, my other guy for the MVP, which is uh, Aaron Rodgers. And I know you love your, 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 your Seahawks, but both teams are on a bye this week. Uh, real quick from Tony Paradis. Can Daniel Jones take advantage of the Cowboys secondary today and find Darius Slayton on a few road opportunities? Probably yeah. not. i mean listen at at some point at some point jones is going to at least have uh, a better game obviously last couple weeks he's played some good defenses dallas's defense is not really that great uh they definitely missed byron jones in the secondary i don't know why they let him go he was one of the best cornerbacks in the league like a a, like a Jameis winston type of game where he goes like yeah he could throw two or three yards Three touchdowns, I, three picks. Yeah, I don't think he'll throw 300 yards, but I think it's possible he could throw two or three touchdowns right. today. Sure. At least he run, at least he runs well. That's a good thing. All right, so last two games here, five minutes to go. We got uh, your Seahawks hosting the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. Vikings coming off their first win. They got to go to, to Minnesota. They got to go to Seattle. It's tough. I don't know, Joe. I just can't quit the Vikings here. I'm going to have to take the Vikings with the six and a half points. Yeah, no, the six and a half is juicy, and Jacob mentioned it before. One of his bets of the week was the Vikings plus seven. Um, again, I didn't. I never thought the Vikings were truly bad coming out of the gate. I just think they kind of had a a really rough stumble out of it. Uh, I think they 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 have talent. They're obviously not nearly as good on defense. Uh, so we'll see what happens with the Seahawks. Uh, they their defense is very very iffy, and again, Jamal Adams is is a guy who you know he's if he's not playing, and they that defense starts from the secondary on in, uh, that's going to be a huge problem. So I think the Vikings receivers, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, are going to be a problem oh, today. Who said last week that they got to start throwing at Adam Thielen, and then he gets a touchdown? <laughs> they did, uh, but yeah. So I think, but I think Jefferson. Uh, obviously Thielen's the kind of guy where if he's the guy, he won't work, but he needs somebody on the other side of him, which is why he was so good with Diggs. Uh, will the Seahawks have their first five and zero start in franchise history? I say, yes. I say the Vikings cover. I think it's going to be a three or four point game. All right. Last game here. We got the chargers taking on the saints on Monday night football. Saints are hosting the game. So, again, we got that West. No, another Saints Monday Night Football game. Yeah. So, I think we're going to have to, you know, the Saints are getting, getting, uh, they're eight point favorites here. So, uh, over under 50. Uh, I think it's a big line. It's a big line because we like Herbert. Herbert Herbert knows now that he's going to be the starter. Uh, but I think the the Saints are, are smelling first place. Uh, for a big margin here with the with the Bucks losing and and uh, not looking too good versus the Bears, so I'm gonna go with the Saints here. They got to win this game because next week they got to take on the best team in the NFC, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I want to take the Chargers with the points here. This line's really really super do it. close. Take it. Yeah, I'll do it. I think the Saints will win again, but this line. This seems like very fishy, very unnecessarily high. We've seen the Saints in primetime a couple of times already this season, and they haven't really been super impressive. Have they been good? Sure. But the fact that Breeze's yards per attempt is so low really, really worries me. And if Michael Thomas doesn't play, uh, that really helps the Chargers. Because obviously, without Derwin James in the secondary, they haven't nearly been as good as second uh, in, uh, in the secondary as they usually are. Uh, let's see what dress man when Breeze played his final game as a Charger. Justin Herbert was only six years old. That's and you know, Bree- you know, Breast loves Breeze. I mean, it's his Breast loves Breeze. Breast is a uh, he's a terrific addition to this program. 
Really, really great addition. He's uh he's one of our top uh, WFAN callers. Just always chiming in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I think I think Herbert is really good. I think he's had a really good start. Uh, from what I've seen from him, uh, and especially what I've seen from the Saints early on, that eight that eight number is it's a little high. It's a little steep. So I'm going to take the Chargers plus the eight. Uh, but you're right. So the Saints have a chance right. to to at least tie for first yeah. place here. So the thing, the thing that you got, I mean, this is a Monday night game, so you don't have to bet on it right now. And we'll see if Thomas is out, the line's going to change. So right. if it goes, uh, if it, you know, if it changes, then you, you consider, uh, it may, or maybe you do want to grab the eight right now because if Thomas is out, I'm sure it'll, it'll be a, a, a lower line. Right. Uh, so you know, could go either way. I think I think the Saints will win that game. Not too sure on the on the on the points there. But go to nj.pointsbet.com. Enter the promo code free cash. All caps, one word. This is gonna do it uh, for you know I'm running football this week. Uh, so long, Hammer Glenquist. You will be missed in New York. Love Good you. luck in Washington. You're the you're the king of Washington now. Uh, but Alex Smith could could soon be a. Uh, you know, you're sending up the throne if, if he leads them to victory. Uh, and we have one last question here. I want to oh, about the Lundquist jersey. It's cool, but it doesn't look like a Rangers jersey. It's a 2006 custom-made New York Rangers practice jersey. Tony Paradis. Great there show as go. always. Thank you, Bress. We appreciate it. That's going to do it here for Joe Calabrese. I am Nick Durst. And this has been You Know I'm Right on Football. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.